Welcome to The Bear and the Ball. I'm your host, Nick Webster, and today we have a fantastic show with an unbelievable special guest. A Cal South alum, someone who has graced the American soccer stage for the last something like 45 years, represented his country at three World Cups, played in Major League Soccer, played in Germany, and a very good friend of mine. But before we get to my special guest, the subject of today's show. Usually we're talking about youth soccer, mental side of the game, coaching, but today we're going to talk about players, and two players in particular, namely Erlen Haaland and Robert Lewandowski. Two strikers at the top of their games and at different stages of their careers. So let's just go through some of the numbers for Erlen Haaland, this young 22-year-old phenom who is just tearing up the English Premier League right now. He began his career in Norway. His father was, in fact, a Premier League player, played for Leeds United and Manchester City, amongst other teams. So Haaland began in the third division of Norway with a team called Bern 2. Scored 18 goals in 14 appearances. Pretty good stuff, especially when you consider he made his debut as a 15-year-old. He then moved to Molde in the first division of Norwegian football. 50 appearances, 20 goals. This earned him a move to Red Bull Salzburg. And in just 27 appearances, Haaland scored an incredible 29 goals, which then earned him a big money move to Borussia Dortmund, 20 million euros, which in today's market was an absolute giveaway. And in 89 appearances in all competitions, 86 goals. Pretty, pretty good. And now he's at Manchester City. In just 11 appearances, he's already scored 17 goals. And according to the Statman, he is on course to perhaps score 65 goals in a Premier League season, which would be quite unbelievable if he carries on at his current rate. So in total, this young 22-year-old has played 211 matches, that's club and international, and scored 172 goals. Not too shabby. On the other side of the coin, we have Robert Lewandowski, now currently in his dotage, shall we say, 34 years young. He's just made his big move to Barcelona. He began his career in Poland, uh, Delta Warsaw, Liga Warsaw, Zygprosko, before going to Lech Poznan. And in all those appearances, it was something like 120 appearances. 70 goals, so not bad. At Borussia Dortmund, 131 appearances, 74 goals, and then he really started lighting it up when he made his controversial move to Bayern Munich, where in 253 appearances, 238 goals. Now he's been at Barcelona. In just the seven games he's played, he's already found the back of it nine times. And for his national team, Poland, in 134 appearances, 76 goals. So we are talking about two of the finest goal scorers in the world today. Which means it's now time to bring in my good friend, someone who knows a heck of a lot about scoring goals, Eric Winolder. Eric, thanks for joining us. I know you are incredibly busy. Welcome to 
the Bear and the Ball. Eric Winolder, thank you for joining me, Eric. I know the last time we spoke on the Bear and the Ball was at the United Soccer Coaches Convention where we all got COVID-19. Yeah, that's actually actual. Uh, I, I don't think um, I don't think anybody that came out of the convention uh, didn't uh, contract COVID-19. So thanks for that. It, it was because we had microphones in front of us and those things just trap all of that stuff. So glad that we came out well, of the room. The, the rumor was that you were patient zero. You were the super spreader. I think it was Ralph Perez, to be honest, but uh, there's a good chance that I might have I unfortunately had that distinction. So I've just been giving my listeners of the Bear and the Ball some the basic raw numbers of uh, Owen Harland and Robert Lewandowski. Two, uh, right now, probably the, the two best strikers in the world, but at certainly different points of their careers. Harland really just beginning, Lewandowski on the tail end. But I, I want our, our, our listeners to understand the mentality and why these two men are so good, why they're different, why they're the same, and the, the art of goal scoring and what makes them so special. So let's let's start with the, with the older guy, the man who played many years in the Bundesliga, a league that you are very familiar with, Robert Lewandowski. He's now moved over to Barcelona, and there was there was rumors going around that he may struggle in La Liga, and absolutely not. What makes Lewandowski so special? I think I think the first thing that um, guys like me really appreciate is his ability to read the players that he's playing with, uh, and and to do it so quickly. Uh, he's is obviously very capable of having special moments where he can he can be very creative. Uh, very inventive and and score goals that 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 most most other players don't even think about. But his his knack for scoring is only secondary to his understanding of where exactly he needs to be on the field, and 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 who has the ball and where where can he help that player most? But where can he help himself? So if if you watch him, uh, you will very seldom see him. And this is similar a little bit to Holland. It, he'll never come back for the ball in spots where he can't score. <laughs> he's not going to go there. What he's going to do is he's going to basically challenge the people around him to find him. But under, in, in the same, at the same time, understanding their skill set, understanding what pass they can deliver or can't deliver, and then he, he, his movements are, are, are made appropriately. So I've been fascinated with him for years. I mean, not only is it the volleys and the, and the flicks and the, and the and headers, it's just his ability to get – where he needs to be to make that play um, look as simplistic as possible. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Now, his football upbringing, obviously very different to Haaland, uh, began in Poland and played uh, minor leagues or lower leagues in, in, in Polish football. Do you think that that kind of upbringing helped him in his quest to become this goal scorer, or did it really start changing when he moved to Germany? Well, I mean, this is a, always a, a massive uh, uh, topic for me and, and I and I try very I'll, I'll try very hard to, to to describe why I think it's relevant because if you look at a player like Jamie Vardy for example who, who also uh, played in the lower divisions what you what you start to understand uh, in, in these in these really crucial moments uh, when it, when you're making decisions is what the skill set of, of the player that has the ball is that you're about to give the ball to has. And in those milliseconds, being able to decipher what's a good pass and what's not, or what's a good movement and, and what's not. Um, 
that's the difference of, of being a great player or a good player to a great player. And you learn those things in lower divisions. You learn those things by making the players around you better. Uh, there's always this assumption that if you throw a bunch of great players on the field, that great soccer is going to happen. That's not always the case. And it, it really becomes, uh, you know, an understanding amongst the players collectively and independently of how, the, how they are going to coexist out there. So when you, when you look at the, like, a, a lower division in the United States, like the UPSL, and you make this assumption, oh, that's great for the UPSL, but they can't take it to the next level. That's a false assumption that you, you don't know that. And as a scout, I constantly look for uh, young players or youth players who are making decisions based upon who they're playing with. Now, that doesn't, you know, and, and we see this far too often, especially in our academy systems, where some players are just overlooked because um, they might be making decisions which are appropriate to the game, but they're not, not being challenged. Um, it, in essence, they need an opportunity to play with better players, but the right better players. And uh, too many times we see, we see uh, you know, players fall by the wayside because they never got that opportunity. I think that the reason why uh, a player like Lewandowski has the abilities that he has is that he has that understanding of how to make everybody around him better by understanding what they can and cannot do, not by what they can't do. Any forward can run in front of the goal and say, well, I was open and you couldn't find me. The good forward says, you know what? I'm going to have to fake to the back post and get to the near post because he doesn't have the leg to get it here. So I'm going to have to make it easier on him, but I have to be clever uh, in my my uh, stages of getting open throughout that play. So um, it's it's – it's it's an art, man. It's an art. Uh, I, I think you, you mentioned two of these guys in Holland and, and Lewandowski, and they truly are um, artists at their trade. Well, looking at Lewandowski in Poland, 82 games, 41 goals. So a goal every other game. Then he moved to Germany and in four seasons with Dortmund in the league, 131 appearances, 74 goals, 187 overall in all competitions, 103 goals. Why did he get better because the people around him got better and that's you know when you play in, in, in with the likes of, of, of Bayern Munich and, and probably his most famous game was when he came on as a sub and scored five goals uh, in less than eight minutes so I mean it was it was like what was that you know so um and that that you know and I'll never forget the reaction from his manager Pep Guardiola as as if to say because of course the, the manager looks brilliant because he's well, of course he was the right sub He's just scored five goals in less than ten minutes. But um, I look at, at and I look at his numbers, and I always thought if he had an opportunity to go to England, for example, in the EPL, where he would get more scoring opportunities, he would score more goals. And and, and we can bring up Holland again because he started in Austria, and people thought, oh, this is a lower league. You know that that that's not really. Um, you know, evidence that he's going to be able to score goals in Germany. Let's see how he does. And there was a lot of people who sat on the fence, including his manager at that time, Jesse Marsh. And the reality was, is he took to it immediately uh, and, and was closer to a goal a game. And now he's more goals than games played in England. And this, well, let's, let's finish with Lewandowski. Let's go back to Lewandowski with this with the Spanish experiment. It's almost a, it brings out a level of disappointment to me because I would have loved to have seen him, see see what he could have done in the EPL. 
Well, you mentioned you mentioned Bayern and eight seasons at Bayern. This is when the acceleration. I mean, he starts putting his foot to the pedal in just ways that I think no one has ever seen before. Three hundred and seventy-five games in all competitions for Bayern. 344 goals. He's almost scoring at a goal a game. I mean, t- to your point, put him in a team with better players, he's going to score more goals. And 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 I think that I'd love to see how many assists Thomas Muller had in, in that process. But the players that he had around him and the unselfishness and the understanding that they had, this guy's good. This guy is our go-to. I mean, a lot of those were penalty kicks, not a whole lot of free kicks. But, you know, in, in essence, what I'm saying is, at Bayern, um, and, and you know, I think he surpassed uh, the great Gert Miller somewhere in there. And, and that, to me, was, was looking at that those numbers originally, I didn't think those were ever going to be surpassed, ever. I didn't think it was even even a question uh, until his arrival. And then it was always the, the idea of, okay, can he keep doing this? Can he keep going at this level? Uh, once he got to... Um, where he set every record that could be set, uh, that was a, a reason or maybe an excuse to leave. Uh, but again, I, I think, I think in, in essence, what we're saying here is that he's special because of his upbringing. He's special because of his humility. He's special because he doesn't necessarily look for the cameras or the spotlight. Uh, and he understands his role perfectly within, within a very good setup. And, and that will be the reason why he continues to have success. Erlen Haaland started as a 15-year-old in Norway for Bern 2, 14 goals in uh, 14 appearances and 18 goals. He then moved to Molde, uh, which is the uh, first division of Norway, and in 30 appearances scored 16 goals. So his his young young career, which was very young, 15 to basically 18, 50 appearances, 20 goals. Not quite as prolific as Lewandowski in the early going. Finding his feet, this young cult. Well, I mean, if that's 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 also factor in the realities of being as young as he was, uh, and he is certainly a, and probably was a man child then. But you know, when when I look at these kind of things and and that that upbringing and that environment, there's there's a lot of things that also come into. To question um, as far as the weather, as far as you know, what what those games actually look like. How many of them were snow games? How many of them, or was it so cold that you couldn't feel your face? So, I mean, I, I think that that as he migrated, if you will, uh, it, further south in Europe, uh, he, and as as the weather got warmer, so did he. So uh, that's a great point. And, and you just you, you briefly mentioned Red, Red Bull Salzburg under Jesse Marsh. He was only there for a very short time, basically uh, only 27 appearances, but 29 goals. It's, is this just a case of he, he was too good for the Austrian Bundesliga, which we all know is a very competitive league? Well, it, 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 uh, to, to a certain extent. However, I think he really turned heads in the Champions League. Uh, when you start scoring goals uh, with a team that is, you know, viewed as a second-tier Champions League team, uh, and you start scoring big goals, and we've seen this with Nunez last year. I mean, his his record um, certainly dictated a big move to Liverpool, and there was the idea that that he would be able to continue down that road. But uh, when you score, when you when you overpower um, some some of your opponents in the Champions League, and you show uh, the, the capacity to score goals against just about anybody, that's going to get everyone's attention. And 
I, I, I think there was this thought that, well, let's wait and see, you know, how it, how it looks next year. And then we got to the point where well, that, it, next year is never going to come. Someone's going to buy this guy. And the, 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 the beauty of this for me, and, and if you really go back to the work of a guy named Michel Sork at Dortmund, uh, and, and he's since left that post, but some of the players that have come and gone on his watch, Dembele, for example, that went to Dortmund and left, um, Sancho, who went to Dortmund and left. I mean, th- there are players that were recognized as just pure talent um, with the idea well, we're going to buy low and sell high. Uh, Pulisic would, would, would also fall into that uh, that category. So when you look at, at the business of, of what Borussia Dortmund has, has been able to do over the course of the last decade, uh, and they still continue to do that, not as well when Michel Sork was there, I would say, but but still the, the overriding uh, ideas are there. But Holland was was surrounded by talented people. He was surrounded by with love. Uh, you know, he, he had a great relationship with uh, Gio Reyna, and he called him the American Dream. <laughs> the American, the American Dream was the, he was passing him the ball. That's why he liked him so much. But he's easy to find, and now he's found. Uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, who's going to find him more often than not because he's one of the best passers of the ball on the planet. So, you know, look. It was it was coming out of Salzburg. Um, I had conversations with Jesse Marsh about it. Jesse Marsh wasn't even convinced that he was that good. Uh, he's the kind of player that waits for a game, shows you what he's worth. In in the in the, he's not gonna he's not gonna run the entire time. He's not gonna move the entire time. He's gonna wait for his moments and then make the most of those moment those moments because he's so explosive and powerful. Uh, and he's teaching a lot of people, uh, especially in America, that uh, that believe that your your forward needs to be moving, moving all the time, and playing on both sides of the ball and defending. That is not how you stay explosive in games. And Holland is as is forgiven on most parts for not you know participating on the defensive side because he always scores. Um, the reality as well is that a lot of forwards aren't scoring enough because they've been asked to do too much on the defensive side of the ball. So it's a double-edged sword there. And I think uh, Holland has at a very young age figured out how to manage it. Yeah, 19 years of age, gets transferred to Dortmund for 20 million euros, which seems a bargain. In 89 appearances in all comps, scores 86 goals, and then gets the big move to City, and City getting an absolute bargain. I mean, uh, I mean, really should have gone for something like 150 million, 200 million uh, pounds would have been a steal for Haaland. In fact, only went for 51 million because he had a release clause in his contract. And overall, 211 appearances in all competitions, 172 goals. How many goals will this kid end up scoring if he stays injury-free, Mr. Winolder? Are we are we looking at a thousand? Who knows? I, it, and you know, you really hate to to try and guess. Um, I, I think we should all just encourage ourselves to enjoy the the, the time that we're we're living right now. Three consecutive hat tricks at home. Um, nobody. We were doing some of the numbers on that when the questions were, "Who's who's the closest to get their first three hat tricks in the EPL?" And I think it was Michael Owen in forty-seven games, um, not eight. So it it's it's a record-breaking, um, um, unbelievable time to watch watch a very young player in a very talented team, um, which has struggled at, the, the, I would say, the Champions League level 
uh, even though they've had great coaching and great teams, they've never been able to figure that part out. I think the safe bet right now, if he stays healthy, Nick, is that Manchester City is going to win the Champions League handily uh, because Pep has figured out how to manage this guy. I mean, even in some of the, the Champions League games uh, already this year, he's, 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 he's sat out. He's got his appropriate rest when he needs it. Uh, he certainly gets his moments on the field to, to not expend as much energy as, as other people are. His teammates understand that. So it's, it's a matter of just, you know, handling the recovery time and making sure that he's ready to go uh, when it matters. And I think Pep's the best guy in the world to do that. The other thing that we need to talk about, Lewandowski and Holland, right? And Lionel Messi might even be on that list. And, and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's the only one that Pep Guardiola hasn't coached. So yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. always had, uh, you know, a, a, a Holland, a, a Lewandowski, or a Lionel Messi. When he was asked about Holland, he said, what's the difference between Lionel Messi uh, and, and Holland? And he said, Holland needs his teammates. Messi did not. And that's, maybe it's a fair comment. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a, a way to motivate your, your, your forward to continue on this path. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't even know if I really agree with that. But I think, I think Holland can say he can do it on his own. He can uh, and he's proven clever enough uh, to be able to play with someone like Grealish or play with someone like Bernardo Silva uh, and, and, of course, De Bruyne and to make the appropriate passes and recognize that it's not my time to have the ball, it's somebody else's. Um, I don't know how far. A thousand is, is a big number, Nick, but, man, let's. I, I think he might get 50 this year in the EPL. We have a lot of coaches and players that listen to this podcast. I want to get into the technical aspects before you have to go. Haaland, Lewandowski, who's better in the air? Lewandowski. Why? Uh, and I think that that it's because he understands what he's looking for. I don't think Haaland understands what he's looking for yet. I think as he grows as a player, um, he is relying completely on his his reactions. And we've seen this. We've seen like the you know the, the left footed you know over my head you know Zlatan karate kick goal. Uh, and that would have normally been something that maybe Lewandowski goes for with his head. Uh, I think there's an immediate recognition from Holland, okay, what am I going to do with this one? Uh, but he's big enough that, that he can stretch for balls, uh, that he will look for with his feet more so. Even if the ball's over his head, we've seen him try these incredible over, uh, overhead kicks, but which, which don't always work out, but he hasn't figured out, in, in essence, What's the difference between, you know, something I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use with my head, or I'm I'm going to use anything? And he loves the the last second reaction to wherever that ball is, and this just feels right. So I'm gonna go for a back heel donkey kick and see. Let's see what happens. I mean, that's Alan. That's what he is. Lewandowski's much more methodical about it. Right foot. Who's got the better right foot? Lewandowski. Because it's Lewandowski. Lewandowski. So left foot, That's, you go in Holland, yeah, of course. Holland, I mean they 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 they're both. But here's the thing about uh, if you go back to because they both seem ambidextrous, you know uh, they can both. It, you know it's it's a thing, and, and that you know in my goal scoring uh, days, I, I one of the things I didn't realize until it was it was it was over that I scored more goals with my left foot. 
Now, your right foot, I was right foot player, and I would like the left side. You said I could cut in uh, on my right, but there was a lot of times also where I could I could drive at my defender, and I was comfortable going to the left if I had to. And if the assumption was ever there, but from the defender, well, he's right footed, he's right footed, he's right footed. I, I was able to take advantage of that assumption and, and then finish with my left foot. Left side, accuracy, right side, power. The way they are as teammates, they seem to really include everybody. And you, you and I actually were both watching the, uh, the Manchester derby. And after one of the goals, he was pointing at Phil Foden. I mean, the, he seems like he really loves his teammates. Is Lewandowski the, that same kind of player? I think I think when you're a, a true goal scorer and you're 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 honest, you and this is what this is something that I've noticed in in, in players throughout the years. Alan Shearer, uh, for me, was was a phenomenal goal scorer. Um, Terry Henry was a, was another one, but those two were more concerned with look at me, look at me, look at me, and they were all about and and, and it, it's what made him great. I mean, let's face it, they were, they were great players because they wanted the, to score the, the fantastic goal. They wanted to score the goal that, that, uh, that only they, uh, they could. But if you notice, I mean, Shearer would put the one hand up, and, and, and it was about me. Terry Henry was pointing at his jersey and telling people to be quiet. And these two guys immediately look for their teammates. They don't run away from them. Watch them. They don't run away from anybody. They turn immediately and they want the hug. They're team guys. Lewandowski uh, has really enjoyed uh, some of those hugs he's had with his new Barcelona teammates. And and you mentioned the, the point. You know, we've seen that point before with with Erlen Haaland because he was pointing at Gio Reyna. He was pointing at Brandt. He was pointing at Royce. He loves to the, 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 the beauty of inclusion and being a part of a team, being a part of a very good team. Um, that's the difference I see. I, I, I think that, that in the end, they'll end up scoring more goals because they won't have, they'll have the, the, the willingness of their teammates to work more for them just to have that celebration as opposed to, oh, man, i got to run for this guy. Yeah, he better score. That's a different mentality than I really want this guy to score. Because he does so much, and he and he and he's, and he's not about himself, and he's he's just not this egocentric um, forward who's who's basically you know, thinking about thinking about only himself. Before I let you go, this is the tough one, Eric. This is the tough question. Sure, you're the manager. You only get to pick one: Haaland or Lewandowski. Who do you go with? And why? And what do you? And 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 the the second part of this question is: What do you tell the kid that you're leaving out? All right. So I, I would I would always start Holland um, first, and simply because that horse is going to wear you down. You are going to be mentally and physically spent if you have to spend sixty minutes with that guy. But can you imagine being that poor guy who's just been beat up for sixty minutes? And then I bring in Lewandowski, and then he just stands next to you with a smile and says, "I'm just gonna, I'm going to beat you in a different way, but this is going to be just as painful." I, I would put it that way simply because Holland is younger and he is a horse. He doesn't have to wait. He doesn't. He's not as as 
I, I guess philosophical. I mean, the, the philosophy of, of of one versus the other is difficult, but Holland doesn't care. He is a horse. He is going to beat you down, and the first minute it starts, Lewandowski will wait. Lewandowski will wait for his moments, and he'll let you have some confidence. He'll let you. But if we want to score ten in one game, you go Holland first, and he might score four or five. And Lewandowski will, will, once you are so tired you can't even think anymore, he will he will eat you alive. So that's 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 my order, and I'm I'm also protecting the older player as far as minutes. So I hope uh, as a manager that makes sense to you. Cal South alum Eric Winolda, over a hundred times he played for the national team. The World Cup's coming up. Quick prediction for we've got to do it, you and me, USA versus England. Let's give the listeners some fun here. Well, I mean, there was a movie a long time ago, right? It was called City Slickers. I don't know if you remember that, but there was the two guys that were supposed to be essentially Billy Crystal. But but the Ben and Jerry's guys that were on the trip, right? And their job was to always be able to tell you the perfect ice cream for every meal. Do you remember those guys? There was a question that was asked by Billy Crystal, and the answer was scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. And that's the answer you're going to get. This thing's ending one-to-one. It's going to be a lot of hype. In the end, we're, we're going to split the points and continue to argue about what, what could have been, should have been, or might have been. One-to-one. And you know what? Sorry, Eric. I, I was completely remiss. Tell everybody what you've been doing now, because I know you're back on the airwaves in, in so many different forms. So uh, let's give our listeners an opportunity to... Here you on a daily basis. Well, buy a car uh, and, and get on Sirius XM, Channel 157, uh, counterattack, 1 o'clock to 4, uh, daily, which has been great. I do that show with Tony Mueller, um, and I've really been enjoying it. We, you know, even today, for example, with the Champions League games, we start in about 20 minutes. I'll watch those, and I'll be able to to um, uh, give some people some insight because I, I covered the, the Champions League as long as I did with Fox. Uh, but I really love the radio. I am getting older. Maybe I got a face for radio now. I don't know. But uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to stay involved. Uh, I'm also the what we're calling the Vegas Insider. So if you if you look, uh, you can go on Twitter. You can go on multiple platforms and find the Vegas Insider. And I provide, uh, well, let's let's you know, wagering advice for 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 people. I've been uh, been able to do very well with that. Uh, not monetarily but as far as my predictions so if you're into that and and you want to put want to gamble on on the world cup if we're or wager make a wager on the world cup i'm making people money so you might want to look into that it's been a, it's been a lot of fun and i heard you uh your dulcet tones on the pack 12 the other night so yeah no i i'm as you know i i love this game and my daughter has has started her collegiate career at the university of pepperdine and uh, I've been frequenting, I was living in Las Vegas, I've been coming back to watch a lot of her games. And I started just having more of a keen eye on the collegiate game. I've been watching a lot of the NC2A men's games. Uh, San Diego State, as an alum, I went down to see them. And uh, got a chance to call the UW game uh, the other day with, with UCLA. Got to see my old friend Jamie Clark, who's uh, his 13th year now as, as, as the manager. It was a great game. I was on the call with Jim Watson. Had a lot of fun, and uh, might be might be something that I I, I can get uh, some opportunities in there to, to call. I always enjoy calling the game. You know that. I 
I love to provide insight. There's things that, that maybe I, I see that others don't. And if I can just find the words uh, to articulate what happened out there, some people could maybe you know, get something out of that. So uh, expect more of that as well. Eric Winoda, Cal South alum, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we'll catch up with you during the World Cup. And as we know, England will beat the USA 3-0. <laughs> Good luck with that. You got it. It's always so much fun to have Eric Winoda on the show. So much insight, so much knowledge, and so much experience. For more on CalSouth, go to our website, calsouth.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Nick Webster. So glad you could join us for the Bear on the Ball, the Eric Winolder Striker Edition, Harland versus Lewandowski. We'll be back next week with more episodes. Take care. We'll see you out on the pitch.